Hey, Dog Speak Geeks. Do you ever feel frustrated? Well, your dog does. Frustration occurs when an animal is interrupted in reaching their goals. Unfortunately, this occurs all too often in the modern world when a dog's goals do not align with those of their human companion. This can be a source of distress for both you and your dog, but it can also lead to the development of problem behaviors and can damage the relationship that you have with your dog. But we have answers for you. Join us for a two-day in-person seminar October 5th and 6th with instruction by Daniel Shaw. Daniel Shaw is an animal behaviorist with a background in animal behavior, psychology, and neuroscience. He will be talking about what frustration is and how it can be identified, the difficulty of conventional approaches in resolving frustration, what influences the value of rewards, as well as supporting frustrated dogs and building frustration tolerance. You can buy early bird tickets now until August the 5th, and be sure that you join us for our pre-seminar social Friday evening where you can meet Daniel and the Dog Speak team. We look forward to seeing you October 5th and 6th in Nashville, Tennessee for the Neuroscience of Resolving Frustration in Dogs seminar. Hey guys, and welcome to the Dog Speak podcast. I am Nikki Ivey, your host. I am thrilled that you are joining me to talk puppies, dog training, real life manners, and more. Be sure to check out our Facebook page as well as our website at dogspeak101.com. Hey, Dog Speak Geeks. Welcome to the new podcast. Today we are going to talk about furniture manners. You know, people love to sit on the couch with their dog. And I think it's a great thing. If that's something you enjoy, then you really should be doing it. But what I'm finding, the, the problems that people get into is, one, they're not consistent as far as when it's okay for the dog to be on the couch. And two, um, they're allowing their dog to ruin their furniture. And I don't understand that. Um, you know, dogs don't come into this world expecting to sit on the couch, sleep in the bed with you, and uh, all these wonderful privileges that we give them. And I think that we can have a dog in our home that still enjoys his life, um, can enjoy sitting on the couch with you while you watch a movie, and not tear up your furniture. So... I want to give you some ideas on what you can do to teach your dog that furniture manners are not a right, they are a privilege, and that you control that privilege, and how you can teach that. Um, So if you like your dog being on the couch, it's totally up to you. You live there. I do not. The one thing I ask is that you either A, put it on command and permission-based only, Or B, just make sure you are consistent allowing your dog on the couch. And what I mean by that is if you're sitting on the couch watching TV and your dog comes and jumps up and plops down beside you to watch TV with you and you're okay with that, great. But if you're sitting on that couch with a plate of food or maybe a glass of red wine or a hot cup of coffee and your dog comes and jumps up to lay down beside you and spills a little bit of your stuff, you can't yell at the dog because the dog does not know that, oh, 
you're holding something, so the rules must be different. You, if this is an all or nothing. If you're okay with your dog jumping on the couch anytime he wants, then you have to be okay when you're laying down, trying to sleep, and he jumps up. You're eating food. Your company is over. The baby's laying down to take a nap. You have to be okay with all of that, which is why it's best to put this on permission-based only so that your dog can learn that furniture manners happens only when they are invited. So how do we do that? Well, there's a couple of ways that we can do it. We can, first, we can eliminate all furniture from the dog's life for the next two weeks and then start inviting the dog onto the furniture. Or you can eliminate jumping on furniture without permission and teach the permission word at the same time. Now, number one will be the clearest way to communicate with your dog. However, I know that people don't want to go a couple of weeks and not have their dog in the furniture. So number two is usually what people pick. And I'm okay with either. You just have to know that if you go with number two, it is going to take longer. You are going to have to interrupt your dog's behavior more often than if you went with number one because it's going to be a little more confusing for the dog, but they can get it. So let's start with the elimination process of allowing your dog to jump up anytime he wants. I'm going to teach this the first way, like number one, where we're going to eliminate furniture altogether. So what you're going to do with furniture is basically it is a self-rewarding behavior. So if a dog jumps up on the furniture, up on the couch, and he lays down, nobody has to tell him how good he is um, because that behavior is self-rewarding. It's comfortable. He's relaxed. He has enjoyable moments. So we can't ignore that behavior because it will never go away. So we do have to interrupt the behavior of jumping on the couch without permission. And I'll use couch as kind of my general word for furniture, but I mean all furniture. This includes ottomans, outside furniture, your bed. So keep that in mind. So let's start out by talking how we're going to interrupt. When we do interrupt behavior, if, we, if you remember from previous podcasts, we always want to interrupt with the least amount of interaction. Interruption is not a correction. Interruption is a redirection. Basically saying that, nah, I, don't, I don't really want you doing that, so let's do this instead. And so what we're going to do with the interruption of furniture, when the dog jumps up, we are going to say nothing to the dog. That's right. You're not going to say off. You're not going to say down. You're not going to ask him what he's doing, why he's up there. You're not going to have a conversation with him that he knows better. You're going to quietly, gently get him by the side of the collar, if he's a decent-sized dog, and you're going to remove him to the floor gently. If it's a small dog, you can pick them up and put them in the floor. That's it. That's how you interrupt it. Now, your dog is going to look at you like you've lost your mind, and he's going to jump right back up there, and you're going to repeat the process. And you may repeat this process several times, four, five, six times. If you've been allowing your dog to jump up anytime he wants, you're going to give him many opportunities to make a different decision before we implement a consequence. So your dog may jump right back up there. You take them gently by the side of the collar, or you can pick them up and put them in the floor and remove them. Real simple. I do not want you dragging them off 
I want you just to use your body to gently remove the dog off. This may take a few seconds longer, but that's what you need to be doing. If you have a dog who's not comfortable with a collar grab, you may use a leash, either attach it to the collar, or you may use it as a loop and just put it over the dog's neck and remove the dog. Now, if the dog jumps up six or seven times, then we're going to go ahead and implement a bigger consequence, which is going to be a timeout. So if you have to interrupt your dog six to seven times the first few days, and they're just really testing your patience, after that sixth or seventh time, you're going to remove the dog to a different room, to a separate area where he cannot get up on any furniture. You can use a bathroom. You can use his crate. You can use the garage. You can put him outside. Whatever you want to use as far as a timeout, because a timeout is about isolation, not about location. Now, the timeout's only about 30 seconds. Then you let your dog back in. And your dog is going to go and jump directly up on the couch, and you're going to repeat the process. And you're still going to give him six or seven chances. After a day or two, you're going to go down to about three strikes and then a timeout. But you want to give that a couple of days before you do that because your dog is wondering why he's been allowed on the furniture for so long, and all of a sudden now you're removing him. And you need to start this before you go and get new furniture. I don't understand why people wait until they get new furniture to start teaching furniture manners. You want to start teaching furniture manners immediately so that when you get the new furniture, your dog is not jumping up and ruining your new furniture. Okay, so when the dog decides to give up on the furniture and goes and lays down and being so good, you're going to praise and reward. And you can teach them to lay on a spot, maybe their bed, teach them a bed command or a place command, and maybe a stay command. I believe we have an episode of that um, on place and stay. So you should probably go back and read that or listen to that. You can also read things on our website and our blogs and videos and such. But you may want to listen to that so you know how to teach it. Now, once your dog has stopped jumping on the furniture altogether and is now just laying on the floor, you may start the process of, in, of invitation. And... The invitation that we use in our house is the word couch, and that includes any piece of furniture, indoors or outdoors, so that my dogs know that we don't jump up unless permission is given. Now, another thing that you can do to help save your furniture, and I highly recommend this, is not only use a verbal command, but also use something like a blanket as a permission, to where when the dog knows that the blanket is placed down that not only do you have permission to jump up but that is where you need to lay is on that blanket and when the blanket's gone there is no permission so you can actually do the blanket as a open permission open invitation without you um, asking the dog or telling the dog he can come up and the blanket just becomes the open invitation and then when you don't want the dog in the furniture you just remove the blanket and I give that as an option for people who leave their dogs out and about throughout the day and they have no ability to interrupt their dog for being on the couch. So if they're not going to crate their dog and isolate the dog, then putting a blanket on the couch to give an open invitation while you're not home is really the best scenario for that. Now, if you're going to do it the second way, 
to where you're going to interrupt and invite. The only thing that changes is the dog needs to be in the floor for at least 30 seconds to one full minute after they have attempted jumping on the furniture without permission before you give permission. So I'm going to say that again. If your dog has jumped up on the couch without permission and you need to interrupt him and you interrupt him and put him on the floor, he has to remain on that floor for at least 30 seconds to a minute before you give the invitation to jump back up on the furniture. If you do it too quickly, your dog is going to create a chain behavior where they're jumping up to get removed to then get invited. So make sure there's plenty of time. Now, if your dog just walks into the room and you want to invite them and they've not jumped up yet, go ahead and invite them. You don't have to wait until they screw up just to interrupt, just to give permission. So be proactive on that. If you, you know, right now with our puppy, We've allowed her to be on the furniture more than our other dogs. She's smaller. Plus, when she's laying in the bed with me, I know where she is. Um, so it's really more for my benefit. And so because we've been allowing her to jump up, as I see her running into the bedroom to see me in the mornings, I go ahead and give the permission word. Because I know she's going to go ahead and do it, but I have to give the permission word before she does it. If I'm too slow, then, yep, I have to remove her. And she has to wait on the floor for at least 30 seconds to a minute before I invite her up. Now, we've been doing this enough now that she is starting to get timeouts to where she is put in the crate for 30 seconds if she jumps up without permission multiple times. She's definitely uh, pushing buttons right now, as puppies will do. And they're not pushing buttons to humans just to be manipulative and to be brats. They're really trying to figure things out. You know, their brain is growing and life is new. And we humans are not always as consistent as we need to be. And so, you know, the poor puppies are the ones that suffer. So she's just trying to figure things out. It's, um, you know, many times I'm starting to, to walk in the bedroom and she's laying up there. And as I go to get her off, she goes ahead and gets off. And then she'll go lay on the dog bed. And so she's really just trying to figure out when is it okay, when is it not okay, what are the rules to this? And there are times that I've been too sleepy to remove her in the mornings. And so I'll just let her lay up there without permission. So I know that's my fault. And, you know, I'm paying for it. But I have to make sure that I get consistent with it to really help her to learn and understand that we only jump up when permission is granted. Okay, so um, it really does fall on you. But like I said, if you're one of those people who could care less about your dogs jumping all over the place on the furniture, who am I to say that you don't need to do that? I don't live with you. All I ask is that you be consistent for the dog's sake. Okay, now if you do have dogs that jump up on furniture when you invite, or anytime they want, but you want to control it to have them maybe get off the furniture when asked, then you can simply... Do that by removing them gently by the collar, saying the word off first, and then getting them by the collar and removing them. The reason I do not teach the off command when I am teaching a dog to jump on furniture with permission is I want the dog to understand that it's just not acceptable at all to jump on the furniture, not that it's okay to jump on the furniture unless someone says off. Once the dog understands that getting up on furniture is permission-based, and that you have to get permission to get up, 
then I will teach the off command so that when the permission is gone, the invitation is over, then off means that it is now done. And so I will teach it after the dog understands permission-based. But if I have a dog who is free to jump up anytime he wants, but the owner wants control of telling the dog to get off at that moment, then we can simply do that at any time by saying off calmly and then just removing the dog by the collar the same way that we would interrupt for jumping up without permission. So that's kind of the basis of teaching permission to get on furniture and I call it furniture manners because I really do think that we need to do a better job at teaching our dogs furniture manners so that when they are laying on the couch they're not trying to play, they're not landing on your head, they're not laying on the back of the couch, they're not, you know, wrestling, but that there are rules, you know, I mean, it's, we put rules in place for children in a home, uh, like we don't throw balls in the home, right, but then now here we are throwing the ball down the hallway for the dog, the dog is allowed to zoom around the living room and jump off the couch or over the couch or through the couch, and I don't understand, it, it's, we can still give these dogs privilege and enjoyment and we can still enjoy them on the couch but we just need to put some rules in place your guest will appreciate it and I understand a lot of people say well if they don't like dogs or they don't like dog care they don't need to come over well I mean yeah I can see where you're coming from but what is wrong with having friends that come over that don't have to sit in tons of dog hair and can sit on the couch without a dog in their face and still enjoy your company and you enjoy their company um, I just think that we need to have a balance when we are uh, dealing with situations like this. I mean, you know, my parents are not as big of fans of animals. My mother really does not like dog hair and cat hair. And so I know when she is coming over that um, I put the dogs away because she doesn't care for um, them coming over to ask to be petted and their black hair gets everywhere and she loves white pants you know, I put them away because I respect her. I want to hang out with her. And my relationship with her, it comes before my relationship with the dogs. Because that's my mother. And I really enjoy her company. And so, you know, we make exceptions to that. Now, we do have friends that come over that care less about the dog hair and care less the dogs come up and ask to be petted on. And that's great. And so the dogs are free. But the dogs understand that there are times when people are over that they're just put away. When we have parties, the dogs are typically put away so that people don't have to be concerned with them because we invited the people over because we want to enjoy them. We didn't invite them over just to enjoy our dogs or be aggravated by our dogs. We invited them over to enjoy them. And when the dogs do come out, we want to make sure they're being respectful, that they are not getting up in people's faces, that they're not... Um, you know, demanding being petted on by everybody. And so we control that. If they're being obnoxious, we interrupt it. And when I say obnoxious, it's Jake loves to put his head on people's laps to get petted on. And, you know, people will pet him and it's great, but they don't want to spend their whole time petting a dog when they're sitting outside trying to enjoy company uh, with other humans and it's hot and his hair's everywhere and he's panting. Not everybody wants that, even dog lovers don't necessarily want that. So it's my job to make sure I interrupt that, to respect my guest, and to give direction to my dog to that there are rules and there are manners. 
Uh, same thing we've done with, with our niece when she lived with us. There are rules. You know, you can still enjoy things, but there are rules to it. And I just think it's important that we find a balance with that. And if you don't like people and you don't care if they come over, again, that's totally you. And, and that's your right. I just want you to understand that if you are going to allow your dog to do things when it's just you and your spouse or you and your family, you have to be okay with that when guests are over if you do have guests. If not, let's just put some rules in play. That's all. It's real simple expectations and some rules, teaching the dogs, um, you know, that they can be on the furniture, but only when permission is given. Um, the last thing I want to talk about at furniture is the manners of being on the furniture. So for me, personally, I don't like dogs on the back of the couch. One, if it's not up against a wall, uh, it's too easy for them to fall off. Um, two, it really does mess up your cushions. And um, three, sometimes it's not very comfortable for a human to sit there when a dog is sitting up behind their head. I would prefer to have a dog who sits on the couch like a normal organism would sit on the couch. Now, if you have a four-pound dog and you don't mind them sitting back there, again, personal preference. It's totally up to you guys. But I just want to throw these out there. With my big dogs, I'd much rather them understand that we sit or lay on the couch on the cushions. We don't play. We don't invade the space of the human. You may lay in their lap, but not to be all up in the grill uh, because there's plenty of space for everybody. And the dog just needs to understand that uh, calmness is what's required on the couch and that um, it doesn't always have to be a petting fest. It doesn't, it's not a playtime. It's just more of a time to chill and relax. And you know, when the dog learns that, then you can make the furniture a little more enjoyable where the dog calms down when he gets up there and relaxes. And that can also be very useful in a lot of situations. So those are my ideas for furniture manners. I know that not everyone's going to agree with me on that. And like I said, it's, I don't live with you. I don't, I don't care if your dogs are all over your couches and furniture and you can hardly lay in the bed because you've got four dogs in it or you and your spouse can't sleep together because the dogs are in the middle or the dogs are taking over. That's up to you. Um, but, you know, if you do want to put some manners into play for furniture, you still want your dog to cuddle and you still want to enjoy the time with them, you can do that. And you can still enjoy your dog and you can still have nice furniture. You can still have company come over. And, and you don't have to have all that nice furniture covered up with sheets because you don't want the dog hair on it, or you don't want, you know, the dog to mess it up. I don't understand having furniture where the sheets are just covering it. And I can understand putting a blanket down for your dog to lay on when it's okay, but to just cover a whole couch, um, I just think that we need to take back that we are um, the 51% in the household, and that we need to put some expectations and rules into play. So that we're not getting dogs that are launching off the back, back of couches, that dogs aren't chasing each other and bouncing off couches because inevitably it's going to happen while somebody's sitting there and then the dog is going to get yelled at. And truly it's not fair to the dog. So a lot of this comes down to being fair to the dog, of being able to be consistent with it, setting those expectations and not getting mad at the dog 
for them doing something that we've allowed them to do on a regular basis, but they just didn't know at that time to read your mind that it was not the right timing, that you were sick and didn't feel good and that you were laying on the couch. And they just didn't read your mind that time. And, and then the dog gets yelled at. And that will break down a relationship and you will lose that relationship with your dog um, to where they, they get to the point where they can't trust you. They don't know when it's okay and when it's not. And when that happens, other behavior issues start to happen. We think furniture manners is just about furniture manners. But truly, if we are being inconsistent when it comes to furniture, the dog is going to learn to not trust. Um, and therefore, he's not going to learn as quickly. He's not going to be willing to learn new things. The trust between you and the dog is going to be fractured. Uh, so the dog is going to probably choose to do other things than the things that you want him to do. Uh, because that trust is not there. So you have to find a way to be consistent. If you can be consistent with your dog, jumping on the couch anytime you want, that's totally up to you. But if you know you cannot, then you need to put these rules into play and and decide what it is that you want to allow your dogs to do and what you, know, what you don't want. And if you don't want your dog to be on furniture at all, guess what? That's okay too. That is okay. Your dog will be just fine sleeping on the floor, sleeping on a dog bed. Your dog will be fine, I promise you. Your dog has no idea that the furniture is even an option if they've not been allowed to do it. And if you're not at home and you're working on furniture, you need to make sure you isolate your dog so they have no access to furniture. Or like I said earlier, put a permission blanket, an invitation blanket down that goes down on the couch when you're not at home. So you've opened the invitation up to set your dog up for success then you can remove it when you get home. All right, that's all I've got. That's the ranting and raving that I'm doing this week <laughs> for the furniture manners. Uh, but I just think it's important. I think it's important because I think that we need to be consistent with our dogs. We need to set expectations. And, um, you know, we're human. We, we mess up. I mean, I do this for a living. And sometimes I'm not as consistent as I need to be with a puppy right now because, frankly, I, I'm tired. But I don't take it out on the puppy. I don't take out on the puppy that the puppy keeps jumping on the couch and get frustrated at the puppy because it's my fault. And as long as I can take that responsibility, then we're good. I won't damage the relationship between me and the puppy, um, but I can still teach her. And even if your dog has been jumping on the couch and laying on the couch for years, you can still teach this. You can teach old dog new tricks. It's just the humans that we worry about. So get out there, dog speak geeks. Work with your dog. Train your dog, set those expectations, educate others, share this podcast, send me your thoughts, send me your ideas. If you want me to talk about something, please shoot me an email. I'm always looking for new content, whether it's a full podcast or a mini podcast. I would love to talk about the things that you want to hear about. So shoot me an email, info at dogspeak101.com. Be sure you like us on Facebook. Find us on Instagram at dogspeak101. And hook up with us guys we want to teach you and we want to spread the knowledge across the world so please share this like us become those dog speak geeks and look for the next podcast later in this week